you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Welcome to Good Morning Football, presented by Progressive Insurance. We are live here in New York City. It's Monday, August 22nd. I'm Jamie Erdahl. He's Kyle Brandt. He is a Super Bowl champion, Jason McCourty. And that is an NFL Network insider, yeah. Tom Pelissero. He is here. What's up, Tom? Here. What's Happy to be up? here. Let's go. It's time for the lead block. Lead, lead block of the program. Red hot preseason action between the Ravens and Cardinals. So let's go through this. Kyler Murray. All, has all the money in the world. He's never won a playoff game. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Isaiah Likely experience. Isaiah Likely is a rookie fourth-round pick out of Coastal Carolina, and he is already uh, Rob Gronkowski meets Kellen Winslow. This dude finished with eight catches for 100 yards and a touchdown. Mark Andrews is like, all right. And then Mark Andrews broke enough. his neck. Yeah, you got to get out. we got to put you on the injury list because you're going to take my job. 24 to 17. The Rams won 22 preseason games in a row. Jason McCourty, do you care? Yes, they're winning. A winning culture. 22 straight. That's hard to do. Winning is winning. Winning is winning. And Kyler with a headset on there. He was leading the huddle. So the preseason streak is alive, as Kyle mentioned, and he was enthused about for the Ravens without Lamar last night, or Kyler Murray for that matter. But once we get to week one, those guys are both out there. That is all said and done. These two teams could be serious contenders. However, they do have some question marks. So which one of these two teams heading into this season, the Ravens or the Cardinals, have more question marks. Mm. I'm going to go with the Ravens. <laughs> There's a lot of injuries going on. They have J.K. Dobbins, Gus yeah. Edwards. Gus is still on PUP. J.K. Dobbins is working his way back in. 
Marcus Peters just came off PUP, but he's a guy who still hasn't gotten to that live action. So for me, with this Ravens team, extremely talented for sure. Lamar Jackson is going to be at the top of his game this year. I truly believe that. All the contract talk, coming off a few bumps and bruises last year. But this Ravens team, we don't know how healthy they're going to be to start the season. So we don't know when they're going to catch their stride, when they're really going to take off. This Cardinals team, our biggest knock on them is they didn't win in the playoffs, which they were in. This Ravens team wasn't in the playoffs last year. And on top of that, Hollywood Brown is gone. Sammy Watkins left. There's some question marks. At the receiver position, can Bateman, can Duvernay, can mm -hmm. they step up and be the guys on the outside? So I like the Baltimore Ravens, but I feel like there are some question marks that need to be answered. There are a few teams that had really weird off-seasons really in 2022. The Cardinals might be the number one weird off-season mm -hmm. in 2022. Let's bring up just the list of different things. It went on good and bad with the Arizona Cardinals through the course of the off-season. They signed Busy. Steve Kime, Cliff Kingsbury, the contract extensions are 2027. We got the gang together for the long haul. We'll skip ahead here. James Conner, Zach Ertz, they're back, but Chandler Jones leaves for the Raiders. Chase Edmonds goes to the Dolphins. Christian Kirk gets bonkers money from the Jaguars. Jordan Hicks is gone as well. DeAndre Hopkins gets suspended for the first six games. They acquire Marquise Brown who's got the relationship with Kyler Murray. We signed Kyler Murray. The band is really together now. Woo! Wait a second. There's this clause and now is he studying what happens? We have to take the clause out. Kyler's not practicing. He's got COVID. He's got a wrist. Now he's back. He's calling plays. What is happening in Arizona? I still want to see how is the receiver group going to come together? How do you replace a double-digit sack guy every year in Chandler Jones? And then what is Kyler Murray's mindset right now? We know that he's a really, really talented player. He's a human highlight reel. We also know what's happened to the Cardinals as a team late in the season. We know what the playoff game looked like. That's the last exposure we've got to Kyler Murray on the field and the Cardinals was that game against the Rams. They ended up winning the Super Bowl. Not sure anybody would have beat them. It was not a great performance than everything that's happened since, Kyle. Yeah, I think there's a thousand questions, but the number one important question is just Kyler. And the question is, what's he got? Year four in the league, year three with Cliff. You're paid. You're the man. Like, showtime, buddy. Let's go. And uh, I look at the Cardinals. They're one of these teams where I'm like, let me know in November. Let me know in Thanksgiving how things are going. Because I, I, I'm going to draw from my weekend, which is getting crazy time. You don't know this, but I'm going on almost three weeks with, both, with my wife and both my kids in California. I'm just by myself. Things are getting <laughs> weird. Like, I'm, like, on the island talking to the volleyball. It's getting really strange. You wouldn't believe the stuff I'm doing. Saturday, I drove down to the Jersey Shore to see a friend. Thank God I have one. But Saturday morning before I left, I ran a 5K in my town. Ran a 5K. Right, just signed up. I'll sign up for anything. I show up. There's a lot of dads. All right, it's a lot of dads. A lot of guys past their prime. And some of these, these tryhards at the starting line, they're like thinking that they're going to be like an Olympian. Like they got the new sunglasses and they got their power drinks and their power gels. And I'm just like, dial it down. These guys bolt like a 4-2. And I'm just, I'm just going here. And I'm like, let me see those guys at the end. By the time you got to like the two and a half mile or the 4K point, <laughs> these guys are all chugging with one hand on their back. Give me an IPA. Couldn't finish. That was the Cardinals last year and the year before. Really hot starters thinking, oh, our bleep don't stink. We're going to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> Halfway there, they gas out. Whether it be that playoff loss, whether it be the year before, where they had a Hail Mary convert and they never did anything for the rest of the season. I want them to finish. I don't mind if they start 2-2. Two and two. Start 2-2. Two and two. Just finish the last month 3-1. and one. Do a reasonable pace in the 5K. Maybe you're not the fastest runner of all time. Think. 
plan ahead. I don't care if they start 10 and 0. Check in with me around Thanksgiving and Christmas and see if you're reaching for the IPA or if you're breaking the tape. That's what I have to say. You know, you easily could have laid that out on us by saying, you know the old childhood <laughs> tale, the tortoise and the sure. hare? Oh, yeah. Or you told us that you ran a 5K this I weekend. And I so now you it. have to tell us your time because you told I us I don't even know what my time was. It was an hour. The point like, is, it was you really beat slow. those guys that came out of the gate too <laughs> hot. Steady, though. So don't now be we those know. guys. Don't be those guys. Be the, be the hare. But that's not even my team with the most question marks. It still is the Baltimore Ravens yeah. for me. And injuries, additions, subtractions. But on the defensive side of the ball, to me, the Baltimore Ravens over the last five years have been very much a shut the garage door type of defense and the numbers have proven it over the last four years and that is with Wink Martindale before he moved on as defensive coordinator now they have Mike McDonald which I know has a history with the Harbaugh brothers which can be good and bad for any team getting involved with them but he's supposed to improve on this mm -hmm. I know last year with all the injuries the numbers fell off I get that I respect it was it really a warrant for a change obviously Harbaugh the coach Harbaugh thinks so but what happens with this defense for as talented as the offense has the potential to be to me is the biggest question mark for a Baltimore Ravens team that has the potential to be really good but making a massive change at defensive coordinator position big time yeah whenever you go through that a system change for those guys on defense not only are you coming in and you got to learn the system you're learning a new guy when it's their same guy Wink Martindale you kind of go in and you know what to expect second and long situation all right we're going to probably bring some pressure mm -hmm. whatever the case may be when it's somebody new everybody has to take the time to get to know the system get to know his personality mm -hmm. and get a feel for that and see how it's going to be moving forward. Jason, I would think that you're, as a defense, you kind of take on the personality Without of your coordinator doubt. to a degree, right? Without I mean, we've doubt. all seen Wink with the chains on on the sideline. Yeah. Like, he's their no guy. For them to make that change, obviously, everybody involved, I think they announced as a mutual parting of ways, but between Wink and John Harbaugh, they kind of came to the conclusion, okay, it might be time to do mm -hmm. something different. Mike McDonald is a young guy. He's a rising guy. It's going to be a different personality. You know, mm -hmm. forget the scheme for a second. Just, like, the way that they operate, it's going to be a little mm -hmm. bit different. So I'm interested to see how it comes together. Tom, what's your feel right now on the Lamar and the contract thing? It's so surreal that they don't do it and we're almost at the season. Like, what's your, what's your thought on this? Usually you get to the deadline and then something gets done. So I don't know if Lamar in his head has the Tuesday before the opener or it's the Saturday before the opener. <laughs> Whatever it is, I would expect it goes all the way up until there. It's just, it's a complicated contract to do in large part because of what the Cleveland Browns did with Deshaun Watson. Five years, $230 million, fully guaranteed. Every other agent, every other, in this case, player, because Lamar doesn't have an agent, looks at that and says, I've won the MVP. Mm. This guy went 4-12 and 12 the last time he played two years ago. Why in the world would I take anything less? For teams, they don't want to put $200 million into escrow, which is what you have to do under the funding rule. Mm. It's just, it's a difficult type of situation. But this is also, again, unique deal because it's Lamar and it's his mom. But every other agent's going to be watching these. And then when we get to Joe Burrow and we get to Justin yeah. Herbert and we get to some of those other big-time contracts, we're going to look back on this, this contract negotiation and say that kind of set the stage for what plays out from here. And that's how Kyle set the stage with that highlight to say Kyler has all the money and he's not playing. It's, and it's so strange. Make it make sense. NFL Network is your home for every preseason game. We watched them there all weekend. We've got huge matchups for you coming up this week, Thursday. Yeah. It's Packers, Chiefs, and a Seahawks, Cowboys Friday night, followed by a Saturday triple header. Giants, Jets on Sunday, all live right here on NFL Network. Get the full schedule at NFL.com slash preseason. <laughs> Derwin James not playing tonight. He signed that four-year, $76.5 million contract extension, but hanging out on the sideline, helping out teammates. 
Cowboys going to win 32-18. All right, Bengals, Giants, Daniel Jones play. What? Uh, talk about question mark. What is he going to show us today? He finished 14 for 16, but he went through an interception. That one right run through the hands, though. That picked it. It didn't really count. This was a scary moment. Kayvon Thibodeau blocked low on the play. It was really painful to watch in real time. Questions about why plays like this are even allowed to happen in the preseason. That was in the second quarter. He walked off on his own power. And per our own Tom Pelissero, who is sitting here, they are optimistic. Is this still, still optimistic? Test today. Uh, Kayvon said after the game that it was all good in terms of the initial test. They're still going to put him through the normal battery. But, yeah. yes, the initial optimism, it's not a major injury. Either. All right, that's good. So um, time for Training Camp Spotlight presented by Progressive Insurance. Let's put a spotlight on these NFC East quarterbacks, mm -hmm. shall we? Which one of these signal callers is under the most pressure? For me, the Cowboys are supposed to be the best team in that division. We had a conversation last week where we said, are the Cowboys one of the power teams in the NFC? Are they one of those that we talked about the big three? Or are they number four? This is the way we talk about the Dallas Cowboys. We talk about the possibility of them winning the Super Bowl. We put them in that position. And for me, Dak Prescott is the guy that pressure falls under. We talked about Mike McCarthy being on the hot seat. We get different sound bites from Jerry Jones about everything going on with the team. Their receiver position right now, Michael Gallup is coming off a big injury. They have C.D. Lamb. There's question marks on the outside as well. We talked about Ezekiel Elliott's contract. There's so much going on with the Dallas Cowboys all the time. And that all falls on Dak Prescott because the expectations haven't changed. We're still expecting them to be at the top of the NFC. We're expecting them to make the run. Cowboys fans are still waiting for the Dallas Cowboys to get back to the playoffs and make a run and be the Super Bowl team that we saw in mm -hmm. the 90s. I have a hard time saying it's anybody other than Carson Wentz. Okay. When you are in your third stop mm -hmm. in three years, and we know the way things ended in Philadelphia, we know the way that things ended in Indianapolis, and then before you've even played a game, you do an interview where somebody's trying to get under your skin and asking really poorly worded questions. Mm -hmm. The team president has to get on Twitter and fight over the reporter mm -hmm. and threaten access if you're covering and asking questions like that. And he gets into a spat. First of all, this only happens in Washington. Secondly, it only happens surrounding Carson Wentz. There's just this drama that follows him. Carson Wentz last year, everybody loses sight of the fact that he played pretty well. I know. Set aside those last two games, which of course you can't. Terrible against the Raiders after missing the week with COVID. Terrible the following week against the Jaguars. The whole team played badly against Jacksonville. But those previous 15 games, he was pretty good. He'd have one or two plays in the game where he's throwing a left-handed interception out of his end zone for no particular reason. But, like, if you look at the stats, if you look at the tape, he made a lot of plays. This is a good quarterback, but you've got to be able to calm everything else down around him. But the moment that the quarterback who is under pressure and has that drama surrounding them, has a bad game mm -hmm. or a bad play. It swells up from underneath you, and you start to hear about, why don't they play Sam Howell? Why don't they play Heineke? Mm -hmm. They're going to have to deal with that if he doesn't come out firing. I know that Scott Turner's going to get the absolute maximum out of Carson Wentz. Is that good enough, and can he avoid all those pitfalls to live up to that pressure this year? Any one of these answers is right. You mm -hmm. can just pick. Spin it and pick. Yeah. The pressure I don't think Carson does have necessarily are the massive expectations. Like, you got to win the division this year. you got to go to the playoffs. I think that 
goes to Jalen Hurts, who has his own original kind of pressure. Interesting dichotomy with Hurts. There is this beautiful air of positivity around him where he's very well liked. He seems like a great guy and he was in the playoffs last year. But then there's this undercurrent of pressure and tension. And in the middle is Jalen Hurts. The pressure and tension being like, dude, we got two first round picks next year. There's a million good quarterbacks coming out. If you're eight and nine this year, I think we're moving on. Because if you can't with those two wide receivers that we've given you and that offensive line that we've given you, if you can't get us 10 wins in this division, like, I don't think you're the guy. We like you. And you seem like you're pretty good. We're looking for someone who is very good slash great, and we don't think you're there yet. The market he's in, the setup he's been given with Devontae and AJ and Lane and Kelsey, like, let's go and play ball, buddy. But, Jamie, do you want to complete the set? I do. Yeah! Because there is no wrong answer, but my answer completely revolves around the sentence that I continue to base my analysis of Daniel Jones on, which is, you are the quarterback mm -hmm. of the New York Giants. <laughs> Play like you are going to be the quarterback of the New York Giants. Prove it. And the prove it is capital P, capital I for this young man. And that is why he is under the most pressure. He is literally playing at, one of, at the biggest fork in the road of his career. You can't tell me that if he goes out and blows it out of the water this year and signs a 10-year extension with the Giants, that there would be another fork in the road as big as the one that he is playing in right now. They don't pick up the option. He's playing for an extension. He is under... Every eyeball in the league is on this guy. And in this preseason, still mm -hmm. just this, this performances that are good. The numbers, they look solid. But I continue to come back to, is the byline Daniel Jones played, period, or Daniel Jones played? Daniel Jones played. And, like, that to me is the definition of what he has gone through this preseason. But the pressure to be the quarterback of the New York Giants, to put your name on the list with Eli Manning and Phil Simms, he's just not there yet. But the, I, I cannot take pressure from anybody else except for him. All right, coming up, the AFC is loaded with quarterback talent. Which quarterback has the most on their shoulders? Mm. We're going to discuss that next. Let's go. Wait. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one -on -one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one -on -one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Uh, to see guys like Watson, I thought Sky, even though he didn't connect in that one deep route, he ran a good route on that one. I and mean, then obviously with Mar- Marquez, Juju, and McCole making plays out there, it's going to be a very diverse group in that receiving room that all guys can kind of make an impact on the game. And then, I mean, with the tight ends, I think y'all see the tight ends are going to be special. It's going to make our offense uh, room be different, but I think we will still be able to go out there and have a ton of success. He says that I'm convinced Patrick mm-hmm. Mahomes is confident this offense can have a ton of success without Tyreek Hill. But as we look at the entire loaded AFC, which quarterback do we believe will have the most on their shoulders this season? Tom, who do you got? Kyle made the case for Jalen Hurts earlier in the show in mm-hmm. terms of the weapons they've put around him. It's the same thing in Miami mm-hmm. with Tua Tungavailoa. Mm-hmm. You go out and you trade for Tyreek Hill and you bring in Teron Armstead to be your left tackle and you hire a guy in Mike McDaniel who came in and presented to the owners in his interview. Everyone else saying, well, what's the deal with Tua? What's the quarterback situation? Mike went, here's how we're going to win with Tua. So you got a coach who's wrapped his arms around him. Everything else that's happened, going after Tom Brady and losing a future first-round pick and a third-round pick for it and get your owner suspended. Going after Deshaun Watson several times, not being able to get him. The Dolphins have spent Tua's entire career trying to get rid of him all the way down to pulling him late in games and putting Ryan Fitzpatrick in now this is your shot if you look at him he's got a winning record as a starting quarterback or the Dolphins have a winning record with him as their starting quarterback when he did not have that level of support when he went through four different offensive coordinators over his past first couple of years here McDaniel's really smart with offense you've got weapons around him you've got a ton of speed on that team it's about Tua now there's no excuses this is your opportunity to show you're the guy and then I mean who knows maybe they'll still try to get rid of him but he's got a really good shot here I'm gonna go with somebody who just has just massive expectations and that's Russell Wilson in Denver he can't just show up and win a few games and throw a few touchdowns it's he just has to change the world in Denver he's looked at you can't even talk about him arriving without saying Elway Manning Ross that is a lot how do we know the Broncos are not gonna be 6 and 11 this year they're in a ridiculous division Russ is brand new there and it's like Russ we need you to change the world we need you to undo all the evils of the past we need you to just make this this beautiful place to live and play and raise children Russ you threw three touchdowns today but you didn't cure any lepers it was a disappointing like we need a mass Massive showing from him, and it starts week one at Seattle. It was so, it's almost unfair, and I know Russ is so focused and compartmentalizes. That's a lot to ask emotionally on a guy to go back to that stadium and that coach and those fans while you're still getting to know your receivers. And it's just, I feel like, you know, let's say Russ has a pretty good year and they come out and, ah, they missed the playoffs at 8-9. and nine. It's like a massive disappointment because we've been suffering for years now, and you're the difference. You're the light. This is a resurrection and a renaissance. It's just all a lot. So if he just plays pretty good football, it's almost like 
like it's not enough because of the expectations. You got to beat Mahomes. You got to beat Carr. You got to beat Herbert. That's a lot. I love the guy. He's a great player, but my God, he has a lot on his shoulders. Yeah, for sure. And I love that both the guys you guys have brought up. Russ has done it before. He's been to the mountaintop. He knows what the sure. feeling is like. Tua, a ton of pressure. But the expectation is, all right, Tua's going to get him to the playoffs. It's not, all right, Miami's going to win the Super Bowl. Right. Guy out west, Justin Herbert, mm -hmm. the expectations for him is that this Chargers team is going to go from not playing in the playoffs to now we're competing for a Super Bowl mm -hmm. in the AFC West that you just said. Keenan Allen said about him last week, he said this guy is after practice throwing the ball, throwing passes for an hour. You know who he said never did that? Phillip Rivers. Mm. Already this guy is being compared to the great Phillip Rivers who didn't win the Super Bowl, but this team was deep into the playoffs and everybody loved the way he played and the way he competed. We all love Justin Herbert. We're talking about top 10 quarterback. This guy's on pace to be in the top five, but there's been excuses the last few years. This defense has played extremely poorly down the stretch for them. Been at some of the last ranked defenses in a lot of categories. Well, now they brought in a ton of guys on the defensive side of the ball. Brandon Staley is a defensive coach. The focus is, hey, we're going to be better on defense. Well, more pressure falls on Justin Herbert to take this team to where they think they can get, and that's contending for a Super Bowl championship. Mm -hmm. You know why Philip Rivers wasn't doing that? It was because he had to get into that tricked-out van that he built up that he had to drive that? back get to home San to the 15 Diego, kids. Remember? Yeah, yeah, I remember that. It was fantastic. <laughs> no one expects anything less for this quarterback than for Josh Allen to be playing in the Super Bowl this yeah, year. The true. worst thing to happen to Josh Allen over the last six months is that we have haven't seen him play football. The last time we saw him play football, his heart was breaking along with America's the fact that he didn't get to redeem himself after the coin toss that blew Twitter up and blew up, blew up a rule change for that matter. Josh Allen has, it's like the expectation on him is so huge because he hasn't been able to redeem himself from that moment in the playoff game. The casual football fans saw him light the world on fire against the Chiefs. They weren't really watching Bills Jaguars the week before. So the taste in everybody's mouth was from that Chiefs game. And so, and the Bills, they've done everything and then some, a.k.a. Add Von Miller, get a James Cook coming out of the backfield to be better. Josh Allen, man, there is nothing except Super Bowl or bust for him. I know. They open at the Rams on opening night. They lose that game 27-24. It's very, so very possible. So what you're possible. saying is Who the knows? schedule pickers are really, they're just like toying with They had zero play. chill with the week one thing. That's <laughs> yeah. what they said. That, that, was, that segment right there, too, was an amazing tour around this totally bonkers offseason. Mm -hmm. From the Tyree kill yeah. trade oh, to the Russell Wilson yeah. trade. I had forgotten until you said it right there. And I broke the story about the rule change <laughs> for yeah. overtime. Yeah. I literally went, that's right. That was at the league meetings. This is felt like the longest offseason in NFL history because so much has happened and finally we're getting close yeah. to actually going exactly out there. Exactly, it's the shortest offseason in NFL history, week-wise, but oh. it feels like it's going on for 20 years. Absolutely. Some games, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> they're they're hey, coming up. I know. Exactly. Yesterday it was revealed players 50 through 21 on the NFL Top 100 players of 2022. We saw Joey right, and Nick Bosa, Dak Prescott, Stephon Diggs, Joe Burrow find their places among their peers. So um, we're going to reveal the rest this Sunday. And not we, we meaning NFL Network yeah. uh, at 8 p.m. Eastern right here on NFL Network. It's a team effort. So knowing that number now, 50 through 21, who stood out the most from the NFL players' top 100, the ranking that we found out yesterday afternoon? Joe Burrow uh, making his debut all the way up. I think it was, yeah, there it is, 21. He's never been on the list before because rookie year you get hurt and they didn't vote for him. Then he goes to Super Bowl, 21. Never been on it. No, like, warming up in the 70s or 60s, all the way into the rare air of 21. And this got me thinking, now that we've covered this for so many years, this is this the highest debut ever from a player who was never on it to 21? Let me tell you, it's not even close. Lamar Jackson debuted at number one. <laughs> 
Lamar had the MVP season, and they were the best. <laughs> but these are fascinating. All right, so a couple of segments ago, as Tom was talking about Carson Wentz with the Commanders and all he's up against, he was number three. Carson Wentz truthers, wow. baby. How about it? Don't forget about it. I mean, that is an astonishing look at that. And the players thought he's the third best player. Mahomes, naturally. J.J. Watt, five, all the way back in 2013. Ezekiel Elliott, after one rookie year, that said there's only six players better than the whole league. And then also really interesting, Alden Smith. So as much as I'm impressed by Joe Burrow, this is the real list of guys cracking lists. You'd have to, you can't beat Lamar. You can only tie him to be number one. Still not paid somehow. I don't understand it. But Jason, what do you think? Yeah, you talk about guys that joined the list. I'm talking about two guys who weren't on the list last year, most due because of injury. Yeah. Derwin James and Dak Prescott. I want to highlight these guys because it's tough. Season-ending injuries. Derwin James didn't play a snap. In 21, Dak Prescott played in five games, the gruesome injury that he suffered against the New York Giants. These guys come back, and they, they're cracking the top 50 mm -hmm. after not playing Good. football for an entire season. That is special to do. Sometimes we overlook the mental and the physical that it takes to come back off these injuries. When you get back on the field, knowing you're healthy and being able to go out there and play carefree, we watched these two guys do that this past season. They stayed healthy, played in the games, and played at an elite level. Teams didn't get to exactly where they wanted to get, but these two individuals balled out. I wanted to highlight those guys as two guys coming off injury and being able to show up and show out as they did this past season. We can often in the media be prisoners of the moment in terms of our analysis. Hmm. And I think that this list shows that players who vote on this can also sometimes be caught in just the laser focus of last season. Let me show you the quarterback rankings, the five quarterbacks who appeared last night and where they ranked the year before. Three of the guys on the list weren't ranked. Yeah. Joe Burrow, who of course tore his ACL, was playing well. That one's explainable. Matthew Stafford was not on the list. That's insane. Not on the list yeah. last year. Jumps to number 27 after winning the Super Bowl, of course, Lamar. Drops 12 spots because he finished the season dealing with that ankle. Justin Herbert slowly climbing. Dak Prescott also coming off a horrific injury. But the Matthew Stafford thing gets me because it's not as if Matthew Stafford was – how many quarterbacks were on the list? I don't actually know that off the top of my head in 2021. Let's say a dozen or so. Matthew Stafford is not one of the top dozen or so quarterbacks within the NFL. There's just some variance here. I know all the complaints on Twitter about the list and mm -hmm. players. That's another thing. When players are saying, and ex-players in particular, are saying, you know, oh, this list is – it's a joke because, like, I didn't take it seriously. I just wrote it a few names of my friends. I left the rest of it blank. If I told you, Kyle – that in the last election, I, well, I just wrote in the names of my friends. I left the rest of it blank. Well, it's my fault that the comptroller sucks then, okay? Like, if you want the list to be better, take it seriously. Think through it a little bit and put effort into raking your rankings, right? Oh, man. I like that. Rock the vote. I like that. Rock the vote. Right, like rock the vote. Give me a guy at number 28 that moves mountains for Jonathan Taylor. And I really looked at this list, and I was like, I could go quarterbacks. I could go the guy that played in the Super Bowl. Both quarterbacks that played in the Super Bowl last year. I could go the Cowboys quarterback. I could like really taking easy. <laughs> Give me Quentin Nelson at number 28. There are three Colts so far on this list. Guys, the Colts are going to be good this year. I am all in on the Indianapolis Colts. Mm. Quentin Nelson still waiting any day now for a new contract from the Colts. I'm sure this number might help him. But to me, 
this guy goes to work for Jonathan Taylor every week. I mean, you cannot have a season that that running back did for the Colts without a Quentin Nelson. Right. My goodness. And what I love about it is that, again, could be considered an unforeseen position, but apparently whoever wrote his name on there was paying attention to Quentin Nelson moving lines whenever he needed to for the Colts. He lands at number 28, and I the Colts, I mean, Jonathan Taylor is going to be somewhere in the top 20 mm-hmm. this weekend. So, they're going to be good. They got a bunch of good players. Quentin Nelson. The Nelson vote might be also intimidation may play a role in it. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. Vote for him. You're like, yeah, I'll just push him. Yeah, right no, here. right, exactly. Um, like, Tom has used the words escrow and comptroller already in the first 36 minutes of the program. <laughs> Never been said in show history. Quick update, by the way. The answers on the 2021 list. Oh, yes. yeah. 11 quarterbacks in the top 100, including Ryan Tannehill and Baker Mayfield. Wow, wow. We are, we are prisoners of the moment. Kyle. Yeah, oh my gosh. I love it. I love it. The Coming up, Will Kenny Pickett's the best. Hello, everybody. Give him the edge. Going back to football. You said no. Steelers quarterback competition. We're going to break it down next. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, he's gonna guard, and then on I'm top of it, like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Good morning, football! Jag Steelers, Mitch Trubisky. Had an all right week last week against Seattle. Let's see how he fared. Trubisky, uh, he gets away from some pressure here. He's not quite sure where to go. 
which is, it's great to show this versatility, but then he forced a pass to Deontay Johnson, nearly gets picked off by Chad Muma. I mean, that was dangerously close. He would finish five for eight, 60 yards on three drives. And then in comes Kenny Pickett, the pride of Pittsburgh. Steelers go on to win it. 16-15 Pickett, he would finish six for seven, good for 76 yards and one touchdown. Here's Kenny Pickett after the game on some of those clutch touchdowns that we've been seeing so far this preseason. Do you embrace those last minute moments uh, when you get the football? Yeah, I think you just always, <laughs> you always have to want the ball in your hands. And uh, I think the gamer in me comes out in, in those moments. Uh, I like having the ball in my hand. I think we have, you know, great players around me. So, you know, you're definitely in a good position to be with, with on this team in, in those kind of moments. So absolutely another impressive performance from Kenny Pickett. Mike Tomlin said after the game that he'll make decisions on depth chart related on things over the next couple of weeks. So our question becomes, what does Kenny Pickett have to do to earn the starting job in Pittsburgh? Earn it. I think for him, he has to continue to do what he's been doing, improving. Yeah. Mike Tomlin already said his ability to perform under pressure is huge. And there's some guys that have it and some guys that don't. And Kenny Pickett has it. But I think with as well as he's playing, him starting is going to fall more on Trubisky's performance. The only way I believe that Kenny Pickett gets a chance to start for this team is if Mitch Trubisky doesn't perform. I think Tomlin has already said it. He's the guy leading the pack. He's the guy who's performed well with, from what we've seen in the preseason so far. So I think their starting quarterback position is going to be the veteran in Mitch. Kenny Pickett, young, promising rookie, getting better each and every week. But Trubisky's the guy. They brought him in there for a reason, drafted a guy to be the future, but they want him to be the guy to lead the way, especially starting off the season week one. Mitch Trubisky, we've seen some flashes. We saw the season in 2018 with the Chicago Bears of what he possibly can be. Then in that highlight reel, we saw him being able to avoid the pressure, move around, but then kind of put up a prayer of a pass. So it's kind of that heckling jive from, uh, jive from Trubisky. Which one are we going to get? That'll dictate when Kenny Pickett enters the mm -hmm. line. Yep. I would say this for Mitch Trubisky. He entered camp as the guy who, if they had to play a game right now, he was going to be the quarterback. He's still right now at the front of the line, but Kenny Pickett is coming fast. When you watch Mitch Trubisky's performance through the course of this preseason, even the other night, he didn't play badly. It's just that Pickett played pretty well here. You've got a guy who's a first-round pick. Everyone knows at some point his opportunity is coming, but you watch what Trubisky's done through the course of the preseason here. You know why they targeted him and signed him to a pretty reasonable contract to come in and join the Steelers on a two-year deal. It's going to say a lot how they approach this week. Maybe Mike Tomlin says we're not playing the starters at all, but if they do play the starters and if it's Trubisky again, whether he says it or not, that's it. It's not going to be Kenny Pickett week one. They've always approached this as Pickett's the guy for the future. We're not going to put him on the field before he's ready. That's where Trubisky is out there. And, of course, then, as everyone knows, when you've got a first-round draft pick on the bench, mm -hmm. everyone's waiting. Yeah. The moment you stumble, yep. people are going to be calling mm -hmm. for the other guy. I think this one is real. We, we always want to manufacture these things, and I think we're doing that a lot right now with Malik Willis in Tennessee, where it's Ryan Tannehill's going to be the starter, and we know. I think this one is real, and I think it's been real from the onset. Remember when the Steelers took Pickett at the draft, Mike Tomlin comes on the network, and Rich is sitting there in front of the Bellagio fountains and saying like could could this guy start week one and Tomlin did not hesitate does he have a chance to be your week one starter yeah he certainly has a chance and I agree with that sentiment that 
of his readiness from a professional perspective. It was two things that really attracted us to him from a floor standpoint. We thought he had pro-level anticipation. We thought he had pro-level accuracy. And that oftentimes those are two variables that really require a lot of adjustment from a quarterback and standpoint. We felt he came ready-made in those ways. And hopefully that's an asset to him in terms of being able to compete and being ready if performance dictates it. I think Tomlin plays a huge role in this, not just because he's the head coach, because he's a made guy as a head coach who can Mm -hmm. do whatever he wants. If you are a young guy or trying to get your foothold in the NFL and you want to make the safe decision, if Mike Tomlin decides it's going to be Pickett, then I'm Mike Tomlin and you're not. I'll do whatever I want. I think that's a factor. I think the hometown thing is a factor. And remember this, that last preseason game is a home game from Pittsburgh. It'll be in front of their home crowd. And best part of all, they're playing the Detroit Lions, so it'll be on HBO and it'll be captured. It'll be a massive thing if Pickett lights it up. And let's say Trubisky plays and then put him out there and it's not great. I still think this one can come through. I'm going to give it a 20% chance, but I think we got a shot. I really do. And I think Mike Tomlin will apologize to nobody. They don't, they're not have a relationship with Mr. Trubisky. They have no past with them, no future. Mr. Trubisky's a guy. He's a professional guy, and he's been there. But, like, this is not Peyton Manning coming to the Broncos. Like, this is a guy that if you decide we can go with the rookie, not a lot of people's heads would spin. He might do it. It's yeah. really interesting listening back to that Mike Tomlin quote, too, because he talks about the floor for Kenny Pickett. That was the whole debate in the pre-draft process was, Kenny Pickett's got the highest floor of all these guys, but where is his ceiling? Mm. And that's what people downgraded him on. You watch Malik Willis. He'll have three plays in the game where he's just chucking it all over, and he's spinning out, and he's running down the field. It's wow. Then you watch all the other plays, and he's taking sacks versus backups. With Pickett, he started like 50 games in college. I mean, he played a ton of football, made the huge leap last season. You know what you're getting into with him. He was the most pro-ready of any of the quarterbacks in this draft, but being the most pro-ready does not necessarily mean you're best served by playing in week one, and that's what Mike Tomlin's got a way out here as they move forward. Tomlin, you know, I love these coaches where we have to listen to their pressers and try to, like, interpret the weird things that they're saying. Like, Mike Tomlin, not one of those guys. He says what he means, and he means what he says. And that was so fascinating to hear that he had a pro-level anticipation and accuracy. Two things that we are calling for sometimes from veterans well into a season. So the fact that that was a compliment that was being bestowed upon Kenny Pickett in late April is impressive. What he's doing right now is exactly what needs to be done in order to earn the starting job. And I think every quarterback situation is different for every team. But to Kyle's point, this is not one that it's like it was it was Mitch Trubisky's, uh, you know, set forth in cement. Like it, it, was, it was a battle. Maybe this was the quarterback battle that we were all we didn't know, we didn't see coming mm-hmm. because Kenny Pickett has turned it into that. His presence in the two minute drills, in my opinion, in the preseason have been so impressive. And you might think this is cheesy, but his his attendance at Pittsburgh as a facility, mm-hmm. the osmosis that I think may have happened sure. for him to be ready to be a professional, it has to count for something. Again, he was a pit panther. He's in those hallways. He sees the guys operating. This is not just some a random school that he's in. He's like wide-eyed in the big mm-hmm. city. Like he feels at home. He looks comfortable. Yeah. He looks like he's meant to be there. Mm-hmm. Played in a pro-style offense. It's yes. not this huge transition like a lot right. of the guys who come out of the spread or some of the more simplified systems. So that's a big part of it too. It's just it's always fascinating to me because you're thinking about this from like the big picture team building perspective. Omar Khan is the new GM there, but he's been in that building for a long time. Mike Tomlin, obviously. Obviously has a lot of juice in the building as well. Kevin Colbert, the outgoing GM, mm-hmm. is technically the one who makes the pick. But now you're you're weighing that out. Kenny Pickett's obviously the future. But for this team right now, we've all seen the numbers. They've got all the money invested in the defense. You think you're going to be really good. Mm-hmm. You've got weapons on offense. The only question on your team is the quarterback. Who gives you the best chance to win in week one? That is the biggest decision that you need to make moving forward. But you also have to weigh that against mm-hmm. what's best for Kenny Pickett mm-hmm. as your long-term guy. And regardless, the plus, the plus for the Steelers is the fact that they have Najee Harris. Yes, that's true. Doesn't hurt.
Tom Pellicero here. Very happy that for the first time since Jamie Erdahl took over Good Morning Football that I've gotten to do the show with her. Now, I mentioned off the top of the show, we worked together 12 years ago. Jamie uh -huh. was an intern at a radio station I worked at in Minneapolis. Criminally underutilized there, I might add. Okay. Her primary duties were oh, to God. mail out the Sports Person of the Day Awards, which was a bit on the yeah. Sports Talk program. Very we actually found some tweets oh, proving no. this. Joe Suchere just named Lady Gaga our Sports Person of the Day. And Royce's was Supizi Tazabala. Yeah. Those will be fun to find. Uh, I think there's one more tweet as well here. Congratulations, John Isner Tennis from 1500 ESPN Twin Cities. He is our sports person of the day for June 24th. That radio station, by the way, and everyone mentioned those tweets, no longer exists. Yeah. Jamie's still here. Yes. I am still here. And that is why, Jamie, it is my very distinct pleasure to present you as the very first recipient oh. of the Good Morning Football Person of the Day. Congratulations, Jamie Erdahl. I fully, I fully expect we're going to get this somewhere, somewhere special for you. Speech. Every morning you can look at it, see my face. I think I told this story, did I not, that yes. the creator of the Vuvuzela was also one of the sports person oh, yeah. of the day. Did you get so that one to them? How I could have found the, create, the address for the creator of the Vuvuzela. Thank you so much. I will cherish this with my life Congrats. because it has Tom Pelissero's face on it. <laughs> my goodness, he has had such an impact on my life and now he's going to be in my office. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.